All right, welcome in to another edition of Hey Fighting Podcast, presented by Marathon Petroleum. Get the most out of your drive. Harrison Ballantyne, as always, joined by Jacob Hester. And Hester, uh, this week it was a game featuring two high-powered offenses in LSU and Missouri, but it was key plays on the defensive side uh, that had the last word on Saturday. Uh, Major Burns intercepted Brady Cook. Took it to the crib to seal a very critical victory for LSU, 49-39. to uh, You had to have it, and you got it. Something to build on uh, for this defense moving forward. Then now you have five of your last six at home and a chance to go make a run. You hope so. You hope the defense got some confidence after what they did against Missouri in the second half. You had, if I'm not mistaken, six possessions. You stopped them on four of them. Now you gave up two scores. But look, your stop rate is what it is. You were 128th in the country in stop rate as far as drives that end in points or don't end in points, right? So it's a stat that you have to improve on. So yeah, I'm going to be excited about getting four stops out of six possessions. And certainly with the way Mizzou looked in the first half, and this is a real deal offense, When you look at Brady Cook, when you look at what he's able to do, you go back and you watch his tape, not just against LSU, but the totality of the season. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the country, not just the SEC. And then you look at the receiver room that they have there. I mean, Luther Burden is as advertised. I mean, he is electric with the football. I thought Cooper had a nice day as well. I mean, they have a trio of receivers. Schrader at running back was one of the leading rushers in the conference coming in. He had a big day. So, yeah, I mean, you want to get better if you're LSU's defense, but that is a really good to your point Harrison Missouri offense is very explosive they've got guys at really every position that they feel really good about and so you did what you had to do in the second half you had to get some stops because well just like most teams they couldn't stop LSU's offense either and so you got the stops that you weren't able to get against Ole Miss the week before and now coming into this matchup against the Auburn Tigers which we'll get into you hope that you continue that momentum into this one because This offense for Auburn is not the Mizzou offense. Yeah, we'll talk about the defense in a little bit. Uh, If there's any silver lining about the last couple weeks is that you've played some dogs on offense. Uh, Receivers at Ole Miss, receivers at Missouri. So uh, Auburn's a little bit of a different beast, so we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, one thing I was thinking about yesterday was uh, PFF released a graphic, and, and I was thinking to myself, at this point last year, I think we had just played Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, and we just got rolled by Tennessee. And the questions really surrounding the program were, can LSU move the ball downfield? And, oh boy, how things can change in a year. Because yeah. if Jaden Daniels isn't on your Heisman ballot, then he better be uh, after this week. And I think he is getting a little bit more Heisman pub, uh, which is good to see. Uh, he is just a warrior. Uh, 15 of 21, 259 yards passing, 130 yards rushing, four total touchdowns, 71% completion rate with a quarterback rating of 222. Uh, these are just like video game numbers. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said, I mentioned the PFF graphic. Uh, they rate him as the highest graded quarterback on throws of 20 plus yards imagine showing that to somebody a year ago they'd think you're you're nuts they wouldn't believe it um but i think the storyline of saturday third overall not to cut you off third overall by the way as far as pff's quarterback grades yeah it goes michael Penix at washington tyler van dyke at miami and then there is Jaden daniels i mean and he is like right there on the heels of tyler van dyke being the second rated quarterback regardless of the play in the country yeah he's completely shifted the narrative of you know somebody who you know people were saying couldn't move the ball downfield now it's he's a a real deep threat and uh like i mentioned before uh, i think the storyline of saturday was just the incredible toughness and grit to 
literally put the team on his back um, and will the Tigers to a score when they needed it most. Every time the Tigers needed a score, Jaden Daniels literally put the team on his back and willed the team into the end zone. And I, I have this visual in my head that I can't get out of my head is when he uh, ran the ball in the fourth quarter for that second to last touchdown, you can see him crawling in the end zone. Like he is visibly hurt, but he, he, he doesn't care. Uh, um, he took that shot in the end zone, uh, went into the injury tent, and in the postgame, he was like, yeah, I'm not, I can worry about that later. I can worry about my pain later. My main focus right now is we need to win this football game for LSU. Yeah, and you watch the game, and he takes a shot in the ribs. All right, he's down and out. And Look, I have had a rib situation during the game, and I had to go into the locker room and get – something done uh, to it to be able to come back into the game. He has that. At one point, I don't know what he did. He's got blood coming down from his elbow, going through his fingertips. I'm pretty sure at one point he had a bloody mouth. I mean, it was just everything he could probably do to stay in that game because very easily could he have come out of that game, but he wasn't going to be denied. And to be able to play like that at that level, knowing how bad he's hurting, because if you've ever had – any kind of rib injury. It doesn't even have to be a fracture. It doesn't have to be a break. It can be anything. It's hard as hell to breathe. That is not very fun. And when you're out there trying to play quarterback at that level, I mean, the ultimate toughness. I mean, you talk about too gritty to be pretty. That's what Jaden Daniels was in Como. And look, as a former fullback that appreciates grit, that was an all-time high-level gritness. Yeah, and then the receivers had a good day too Malik neighbors was his most effective target uh, proving yet again to be one of the top in the nation Uh, six catches for 146 yards and a touchdown averaged 24.3 yards per completion Brian Thomas uh, four catches for 66 yards and a score and Mason Taylor found the end zone as well I loved when he put the uh, number three up in the air to uh, recognize Greg Brooks one stat that Cody put out uh couple days ago was 652 yards uh rush yards before contact this season for lsu football which says a lot about the offensive line we haven't really talked a lot about the offensive line but they've done a great job yeah Uh, (laughs) when you're not talking about the offensive line it means they're doing exactly what they need to be doing yeah so that metric leads the sec and ranks fourth nationally among power five schools so shout out to the offensive line let's give them some love Shout out to Logan Diggs as well, who has firmly established himself as the featured back. Uh, 134 yards and a touchdown on 24 carries. Um, I know people are saying this. He's not going to kill you with his, with his breakaway speed. Uh, he may not you know, break one open. I, yeah, look. But, and they said that on the broadcast. I'm like... No, this guy's got everything yeah. that you need. Like he but, is going to get to the second level. Exactly. Uh, physical, reliable. This is what Brian Kelly said on, on Monday. Physical, reliable, uh, great at picking up protections, which is a very underrated part of his game, and exemplary in tough yardage situations. So LSU relied a little bit more on the running game. I noticed that just, you know, defense was struggling and they, they wanted to slow the game a little bit down, and I thought it was effective. Missouri had the number one rush defense in the SEC coming into this game as well. Like, it's not like they were just giving up yards and bunches. But LSU came in with a game plan, and they saw something on tape where they felt like they could run the ball effectively. And they certainly did that. Again, number one rush defense in the entire conference. Mizzou was very stingy on the ground. But you could tell from the opening series. And look, it was a three and out, but you could still tell, all right, they're going to try to run the football today. And – you can get into maybe the nitty-gritty of why they wanted to do that. You know, Maybe some of it is to try to help out on the other side of the ball. Maybe limit possessions. I don't know, but I know they came in and they wanted to get it done, and they got it done. And you're talking about Logan Diggs. I mean, he gets to the second level so fast and so quick. And so 
look, I, I don't know what he'd run in a 40, but I know it's plenty fast enough for me because yep. he is going down there. He's hitting the big chunks. I think his long was, what, 35, 34 yards in this game, and he can really group together a bunch of those runs. And he has been somebody that I didn't think you would have a bell cow on this team, and not disrespectfully. I just thought you'd have an RB1, yep. and then you'd have a bunch of other guys that rotated in. And he's made it almost impossible to take him out of the game. And look, Josh Williams has played great mm -hmm. when he's been in there. I mean, sure. Josh Williams, one carry, 41 yards against Arkansas. He had a couple of nice carries in this game. But Logan Diggs is making it where you can't take him out of the game because he's truly become the bell cow. Yeah, I think we know what the offense can be. Uh, one of the top units in the country. Um, it, they're going to they're gonna get theirs every yeah. game. Uh, let's let's kind of key in on the defense a little bit because I think that's where you know our focus should shift. Uh, wasn't pretty. But I think the biggest point was they got the big plays when they absolutely needed them. Uh, the, the, one of the biggest ones that comes to mind is Harold Perkins. Uh, his interception it gave the unit some belief. I think the coaching staff is feeling a little bit more comfortable on his uh, positioning at this point. Um, Mason Smith had his, had, had his best game, four tackles, a couple of uh, QB hurries. Uh, Braden Swinson made a massive play that I thought put the game on ice until, I didn't, yeah. until it wasn't. Uh, but... 24 points on five drives in the first half. It, it was tough sledding. Um, and then 14 points, forcing two uh, punts, a turnover on downs, and a missed field goal in the second half. If they can bottle up what they did in the second half, I think they'll beat a lot of teams. Yeah, it still obviously needs to improve. Like, uh, we can't come on here and say that. I mean, not even the biggest Homer Simpson could come in there and say that. Like, it still has to continue to get better there was things that you can build off of I thought the defensive line play was much better and from you know really just some of the technique stuff not just the effort not just you know maybe the production but just the technique stuff like being closer to the line of scrimmage using your hands better and so Pete Jenkins obviously we talked about that last week coming back in looks like it is paying off so far here so I thought the D-line played much better uh, you, you like what you see from Whit Weeks again and just he flashes to me on tape he's going full speed whatever he does and there's only one speed that he knows I can appreciate that and there's still some things in the defensive backfield certainly that you'd like to clean up now this matchup is way easier and then I don't want to say easy to be disrespectful but I think Mizzou's truly got three guys that are going to be Sunday players right now if you're looking at the Auburn Tigers their leading receiver has less than 200 yards on the year uh, their second leading receiver which I think might be their best offensive player is a tight end and so that that can cause some issues you got to make sure that you have that covered up and deciding how you know you go about that depending on what coverage you want to use but this matchup should be a much better one for LSU you need to see them go out there and assert themselves they need to go out there with a different level of confidence and so this can be truly like a get right game for LSU's defense I mean Harrison I'm not trying to be the Spider-Man meme here, but I have it right. I mean, yeah, oh, you have it. okay. Yeah, Auburn right now is 121 in pass offense. You're 121 in pass defense. Okay, so somebody's got to win out here, and it might as well be you building off what you did in the second half against Mizzou. You just read my mind. I'm going to show the listeners for us on LSU Gold. I have the exact tweet from Peter Burns that he's talking about. Screenshot. Oh, let's not give PB credit. Yeah, I mean, let's give PB a little credit. Well, he here. probably stole the stat from Dorton or somebody. Yeah, but I, I, you, you read my mind. Uh, like you said, LSU's pass defense is 121st, and Auburn's pass offense ranked uh, 121st. He said an unstoppable object versus an immovable force. Uh, Let's, let's talk about this matchup a little bit. Uh, some incredible games over the years. You think about the Fournette running wild in 2015, I think it was, and then 
the yeah. clock running out after the DJ Chark touchdown in 2016 on the Plains. Yep. Cole Tracy hitting that last. Oh, don't forget 17. 17. 2017. DJ, DJ Chark, Chark punt return. You're down punt 20 return. to nothing. Yep. Stephon yep. Sullivan with a fourth and one jet sweep touchdown. Russell Gage with a touchdown in that game. Uh, Connor Culp, I believe, yep. uh, hit two big field goals in that game. 2017, the hottest day I've ever had in Tiger yep, Stadium. I was there. I so was that was one to add to the lore. I was a senior in high school for that game, and I was there with my parents. Yeah, kind of for my. That was our 10 year reunion of our 07 Natty Championship yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, obviously some some crazy matchups, and I, we posted yesterday. It kind of hit me that this was the last one until the divisions get messed up or next year, right? Oh, yeah, I think this one goes away next yeah, year. Yeah, this one goes away. Yeah, so I fully this is expect the last... 25 to, yeah. to kind of reshuffle things. But, man, yeah, so, that, that doesn't feel right. So, yeah, I was telling you before we, we recorded, I feel a lot better about this game because, you know, the silver lining is LSU has played some some crazy offenses over the – some high-powered crazy offenses over the last two weeks. And this really gives LSU's defense a chance to, um, like you said, get right and, and kind of gain some confidence back. But – um, a, a new chapter to be written on Saturday. Sold out crowd. It should be fun. What are you expecting from uh, Saturday night in Death Valley versus uh, the two Tigers? Yeah, it's going to be sold out like you just mentioned. I think the atmosphere is going to be fantastic. I think you have some real individual matchups that favor you. I think you have the opportunity to continue to play offensively like you have, even though Auburn's defense is probably one of the better ones that you face. It might actually be up front the best one you face since, uh, since Florida State. I mean, they, they run a three three five kind of a four two five nickel. I mean, they're a nickel like eighty eight percent of the time. They will switch up the front on you, so you got to make sure your attention to detail. Certainly, in some of your run fits when they go between a three down front and a four man front uh, coverages. They're a cover three quarters team, so you've faced a lot of that so far this year. You've thrived against teams that run cover three and run a quarters coverage, and so you'll have advantages there. I don't think they slow you down offensively, but again, like their offense has been bad. They have not thrown the football well. They haven't rushed it to the level that I thought they would. I thought Hunter coming into the year would have a monster year, but they are coming off a bye week. So that part of it is important. I think Hugh Freeze is a hell of a football coach. I think he will have a great plan initially for LSU because they are coming off that bye week. And so how LSU adjusts to that game plan, that's going to be key. But I do think there's a lot of matchups that favor the LSU Tigers over the Auburn Tigers. And being at home, the crowd I think is going to be electric. It's going to be a night game in Death Valley being sold out this early. So you do have the advantages, but you have to, as we always say, take advantage of the advantages. How much do you think Jaden's feeling the ribs this week? Full go, or I, I know he said it was it was a bruised or just kind of just got roughed up out there. How much is he going to be dealing with that this week? Uh, you feel a rib. Yeah. You feel a rib. I mean, how, how can you not? You feel it every time you take a, a deep breath. And sometimes you're good, and then all of a sudden that one deep breath the wrong deep breath. And, you know, you want to just kilt over. So it's going to be a pain management deal. Um, again, though, after what I've seen from him, I mean, you're talking about one of the toughest son of a guns that I've ever seen play the quarterback position. Sorry, Matt Flynn. It's not a position where I see a lot of toughness all the time, but I see it from JD5. And so, yeah, it's probably going to hurt like hell, but I have faith in him to continue to play like he's played. Saturday night in Death Valley, LSU Auburn always produces a classic. I expect no different on Saturday. Hester, do you have anything else for me or are we getting out early today? Just look, just show up, be loud. This series is always weird. 
I mean, Harrison laid out a couple of the games. We could go way back. Yep. I mean, we could go back to the late 90s or early 2000s. This game always gives you something. Good, bad, and indifferent. Sometimes it doesn't work out for you. Now, more times than not, it certainly worked out inside Death Valley. They just uh, – Auburn won their last time here. It was the first time since Moby Dick was a minnow. All right, Cole Kublik was the center the last time Auburn won before they won with Bo Nix here a couple of years ago. So you have advantages in this stadium, and that's for a reason. So show up, be loud, get hydrated with my high and other things before the game, and then uh, I think the Tigers, the LSU Tigers, will be victorious. Knock on wood to that. Uh, come early, stay late. If you have to sit in traffic for an hour, so be it. Uh, you might as well do that with no voice as well. Um, but looking forward to another Saturday night in Death Valley. We've had a couple of those. Uh, we're going to have another one uh, next week uh, against Army, which we will break down on the show. But thanks to Marathon for Petroleum for helping us get the most out of our drive. And thank you for listening to the latest episode of Hey Fighting Podcast. Like nights of old, we fight the whole. The glory of the purple and gold. Come on, you tigers. I said, fight, fight, fight. Victory for, victory for, victory for LSU. We are number, number one. Victory.